Welcome to the Fox One podcast, where we investigate UFOs and related topics. I am Rex, your host and fellow UFO enthusiast. Now let's dive into the subject of today, UFO design and performance. So the other day I was watching the Joe Rogan experience, where Joe Rogan interviews Bob Lazar. And Bob Lazar talked a lot about the design and performance of the UFO he worked on. And Jeremy Corbell was there to support him. So I want to give a clear overview of the UFO design and performance information given by Bob Lazar in the Joe Rogan experience. What is so great about this episode of the Joe Rogan experience is that Bob Lazar is a first-hand witness. He saw the UFO up close from the outside, from the inside, and he also has seen it perform. But apart from Bob Lazar's testimony, what do we actually know about UFO design and performance so far? Well, performance has been observed by pilots, both civilian and military, by people on the ground, by radar operators, and uh, possibly as well, obviously, by uh, abductees. Also, lots of different shapes have been observed. People have seen saucer-shaped UFOs, triangles, tic-tacs, cigar-shaped UFOs, disc-shaped UFOs, glowing spheres, you name it. UFOs come in all kinds of different designs, apparently. But apart from just having witnessed UFOs, some people have interacted with UFOs or have been really close to them, to the point that they get actually harmed. There have been 42 cases where people had radiation damage of some sort. Now, this is not necessarily because of malicious intent by the UFO, but it's probably because of the interaction with the propulsion system. Now, when it comes to UFO design and performance, we have to realize that some of these UFOs might have been recovered by different governments. So there might be a secret arms race going on, considering alien tech. Everyone doing their best at reverse engineering. Now, this also implies that some of the UFOs we see might be reverse engineered craft from different governments. Who knows? Jeremy Corbell, however, says that reverse engineering operations in the US, black projects, can't be used against the US military or interfere with US military operations. So this means that the Tic Tac UFO, which got uh, intercepted by the two F-18s of the USS Nimitz, was not a black project. So now let's get back to Bob Lazar. Uh, he was an employee hired uh, to work at Area 51, Site 4 specifically, and tasked to reverse engineer the power and propulsion system of a non-terrestrial craft. He basically had to figure out how to use gravity wave amplification to traverse space-time. So Bob Lazar was given a UFO and he had to find out how it operates and then duplicate it. He worked at Site 4 during the 80s and came forward in 1989. Some don't believe his story, some do. But it must be said that the pilots the F-18 pilots of the USS Nimitz who saw the Tic-Tac UFO described behavior which has been exactly described by Bob Lazar when he witnessed these craft being tested. Now, 
Let's look at UFO design and performance according to Bob Lazar. When Bob was working at Area 51, he has seen a total of nine spacecraft, which includes the one he worked on. Some of the shapes he saw was a jello mold, and then there also was a flat disc or straw hat, uh, which looked like it had a projectile shot through the edge of it. Lazar has no idea how this happened. And furthermore, these crafts could have been there for maybe five years or 50 years. He doesn't know. So let's focus on the actual UFO Lazar worked on, which is a saucer-shaped UFO. Let's start with the exterior. It has a diameter of 52 feet. It is pewter-colored and has no wirings, seams or bolts of any kind. On the top side it has these porthole sensor panels and on the bottom it has three gravity emitters. It also has an antenna-like wave emitter on top of it. The material of the craft is said to be a metallic quasi-crystal type. So, from the outside, it basically looks like a typical flying saucer. Which is pretty cool. Now let's look at the interior. To get in, apparently there's only one foldable hatchway. There are no right angles anywhere. Everything looks fused together. Once you get in, you can't stand up until you get to the center. It looks like it has been designed for half human height. Once inside, you find three levels. The main level is the one for the crew and where the reactor is. Then you have the amplifiers and gravity wave emitters underneath. And in the top layer, you find the porthole looking panels, which are actually navigational sensors. Back to the main level. Here's where you find three seats, small seats for small people. Uh, there are no buttons, no controls, there's no lights, just shapes. There's no bathroom. All is very bare bone. There are also no screens. But there are, however, archways that are part of the superstructure that could become transparent. Now, in the middle of the craft, that's where you find the reactor. We have no clue how the energy and gravitational waves are generated. All we know is that it uses antimatter. Now there is a container that makes antimatter gravitate without touching the walls. Then this antimatter goes into the reactor to generate the energy needed. What is very interesting is that there is no heat generation by the reactors at all. Nothing. While the power levels of the reactor are extreme. And one person actually died during reactor analysis, but this was before Bob worked on it. So once the reactor created energy for the gravity emitters underneath the craft, the amplifiers take care of the direction of the energy. The antenna on top encloses the craft in a heart-shaped gravitational field. Now Bob said that you can't see UFO from underneath once switched on because light bends around the gravitational field. Ah, and very important, how to switch on and off this uh, craft is you do it by putting something on top of the reactor. And uh, Bob says the reactor is load sensing. 
not necessarily in weight, but it senses the energy of something in the vicinity and then switches on or off. Bob also said that you couldn't touch the reactor because there was this energy field preventing his hand moving forward against it, which is obviously pretty special. Bob also mentions element 115, which is a super heavy element used to power the craft. It has been officially discovered in 2003 and adopted in the periodic table in 2016. Bob, however, already worked with it in the 80s. The state of the element 15 Bob worked with could only have been produced off-world. So now we have looked at the exterior of Lazarus UFO. We have looked at the interior. We have looked at the power source. Now let's look at the performance of the craft. Bob has seen it flying a couple of times and he has also seen it up close taking off with a human pilot inside. And when it takes off, it emits this bluish light from the bottom and makes these static noises. But as soon as it leaves the floor, it becomes silent. Once it is in the air, it flies feet forward, meaning with its bottom forward. It has such high maneuverability that it looks like the dot created by a laser pointer moving around. It has such acceleration and it's that fast. But it can also hover in midair. Like we have seen with the Tic Tac UFO, the maneuvers, speeds and abilities of these crafts is just unheard of. The Tic Tac moved from 80,000 feet to sea level in just seconds. Horizontally it moved 60 miles in just seconds. And this is all because of gravity wave technology. By controlling gravity wave emissions, you can traverse space-time. So what can we conclude from all this? There are numerous types of UFOs, all kinds of shapes. Now the materials used are metallic materials with smooth and organic shapes. There are seats inside for small beings about half the size of a human. But there are no controls. These craft are powered by antimatter, possibly using element 115 in some way. And by doing so, these craft can control gravitation and time, which results in the capabilities of hovering, extremely high speeds and erratic movements. Bob Lazar's testimony is simply amazing. Bob Lazar has worked on a craft built by aliens using alien technology and it has been built for aliens for alien pilots and its performance well it is simply out of this world with these findings we have come to the end of this podcast thank you so much for listening i'm looking forward to our next ufo investigation together in the next episode of the fox one podcast have a good one